Look for the lesson. That's where we'll find the blessing. Look for the lesson, and that's where you'll find the blessing. See, some of y'all don't went through something in your past, and you call it an L. Man, I done took an L. Yeah, you took an L. But do you, are, are you interpreting that L as a loss, or are you interpreting that L as a lesson? Your attitude determines your altitude. What attitude do I have? Am I looking at this from God's eyes, or am I looking from it from my little selfish, little small eyes? When something is going on in the world, how do I look at it? Do I look at it as, oh, the world is over with? Or do I look at it and say, what is, what's going on here? What is the purpose of this? Why was this permitted? Because, see, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan talked about with the will of God, when he will, when he wants to will a thing into existence, he considers the thoughts and plans of the enemy and uses their plan and uses their will to bring his will more into fruition. So he even considers their thoughts. He considers what they're going to do. So it may appear that they had, they, it appear they won here or they did something here, but that was all a part of the plan the whole time to bring about a greater good. So if we can expand our mindset and see the good out of things, the law of polarity, if we can look and see the good out of what's going on, now we can look at ourselves and say, oh, if we just do this right here, we can use this as our advantage. Look for the lesson. That's where we'll find the blessing. Check, check, check. I think we're good now. I think we're good now, family. All right, I think we're good. So as I was saying, that it's your brother Ben X back on the Brother Ben X podcast. And today we have our sister Wendy Muhammad, who's going to give us some tips on doing for self. If y'all can hear me now, press one. If you can hear me now, press one. Uh, who's going to give us some tips on doing for self. And what I was saying was, there's a lot of people during this quarantine that still need to learn how to get multiple streams of income because we have seen that there is a liability having one stream of income. And we are not saying just quit your job right now foolishly, but we are saying to have something on the side so that you can learn that, you know, we cannot depend on other people to do everything for us, that which we have the power to do for ourselves. So she is an entrepreneur who, who, who is in several fields. She has her own book, has a part owner of a, of a hospital, correct? Correct. Of a hospital and, and big things coming uh, as well with the Honorable Elijah Muhammad's old uh, home. So y'all stay tuned for that as well. So for those who do not know who you are, please introduce yourself at this time. Assalamu alaikum, dear brother, nephew. I'm Wendy Muhammad, um, master real estate business developer, um, entrepreneur, a strategist, uh, industry disruptor. <laughs> That's, that's me. And um, I'm a friend of the show, um, friend of yours. I'm your auntie. So let's get it. Let's let's help. Let's help these people get these millions so that they can create more experiences for themselves and their family. Because that's really what money is all about. Some people get speak, uh, spooked out and think about money and go, I don't want to be focused on money and it's bad. But really what money does is it does a couple of things. It gives you more choices. It puts you in a position where you can create experiences for yourself and people around you. And when money gives you more choices, here's the type of choices it gives you. For example, if you have a certain type of insurance, you might be restricted to one doctor that you can go to. You might not be able to get a second opinion if something happens to you or your child. But when you have money, you can go seek an additional opinion. 
You got more options when it comes to deciding what type of home you want to live in. You got more options when it comes to deciding what type of charities you want to get into. So sometimes we push back against money and people push get back against people like you and I, Brother Ben, because they feel like there's an over focus on money. But it's really a focus on money so that we can create experiences and expand the number of choices that we have for whatever it is that we want to do. Absolutely, because uh, it's very important. And the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said, romance without finance is a nuisance. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, just to get started, you have a book out. What is the name of your book and what was the, um, I guess, origin of it? What made you come out with that particular book with that particular title? Mm-hmm. The book is called The Mind of an Entrepreneur. And I came out with that book because as a, a traditionally smart person, right, somebody who got good grades in school, somebody who the corporate world would call a rock star, I really was struggling to change my mindset from that of an employee to that of an employer. And so what I realized was that there was, and it ended up being a whole beautiful journey of self-discovery and mastery that, I mean, I'm still on, still learning every single day. And I'm the kind of person, one thing I could not stand when I, w- when I was seeking information and just kind of out there running back and forth was people who you go meet with and they don't give you any information. Mm. They just talk, 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 and they don't return your phone calls. And I say, you know what? I'm going to create a book called The Mind of an Entrepreneur Show. I- I- I'm going to create the show and the book. And I'm going to give away free game. And I'm just going to say, look, this is what you're trying to do. This is what you need to do. And it really took off like gangbusters, if you will. And so basically what I do is I help people with mental strategies that will help them navigate the world of business. Um, in, in addition to that, when I built the Mind of an Entrepreneur movement and the book, I also created a product called The Authentic You. I ended up merging them all because the whole idea, what I also realized is that we're not ourselves. We're run, running around here trying to be what somebody else told us that we need to be and do what somebody else told us that we need to do. But our real currency and our real treasure is in our authenticity. Absolutely. So what uh, what's one major mindset since we're talking about the mind of an entrepreneur What's one mind strategy that you saw that took your business to the next level? Yeah, one of the main mental strategies, Brother Ben, um, was emotional intelligence and learning how to use my emotions so that not only I can understand where I am and what I need to do to correct myself or redirect myself, but also using that energy to push myself and create momentum behind my intentions. And so I really dug deep into that, especially after the minister released the study guide, Rising Above Emotions into the Thinking of God. I started to study emotional intelligence, and I started to figure out how to either change my mental state, understand when I was being emotionally blackmailed, um, understand how my words and my actions affect the emotions of others, because I was always severely affected by the words and actions and emotions of others. And so I went into a whole study about that. And that's a big part of what I teach. And it is, it's making emotional intelligence practical, especially for those of us 
um, like your shirt says, who are ghetto Holocaust survivors. Mm -hmm. Indeed. Let me ask you this question, because somebody says a question for a person. What about a person who suffers from depression but want to work full time but have children? Now, this is not the first time I've saw this um, come up. Uh, mothers who are in a certain condition, and they may even be a single mother, not saying that this one is, but I have heard of single mothers who want to be an entrepreneur, but they also want to take care of their children. So they only they have the depression here, they have the distress here dealing with the children, but then you have to have a whole other mental capacity and emotional intelligence on the, on the entrepreneur side because that's like growing a baby on its own itself. So how would you help somebody manage those type of emotions who's in that type of situation? You know, Brother Ben, I did a show um, on my podcast about the extremely high number of people with so-called mental illnesses who own their own businesses. Mm. Um, Believe it or not, when you look at some of the greatest entrepreneurs in the world today, they probably could not even survive in a work environment. Mm. And so that's not anything to be ashamed of. That means that you are ripe for creating uh, a mindset around yourself and getting your business started. Sometimes the depression comes from comparing yourself to other people, um, losing faith in yourself because you feel like you can't do it or somebody told you that somebody gave you a roadmap and told you that something's supposed to be done a certain way. Well, what Joy for Self is designed to do is to help you create sort of that industry around yourself. So if you feel like, hey, I was diagnosed as bipolar, I was diagnosed, diagnosed as autistic, or I'm depressed, whatever it is, usually those are some of the most creative and um, successful people in the world. You just have to learn how to take that extreme, extreme trait in your mind and make it an asset for yourself. How would, how would you emotionally turn someone who's so negative about themselves for the past week we've seen people say brother ben x you know i'm a single father brother ben x i'm up out of prison brother ben x i done been through so much and it's almost like they're saying it as if they're not worth it or is it or is there or if they're not worthy of the success that they see everybody um going through so how do you hone in on maybe you are dealing with real trauma maybe you are going through some things from your youth and it's something in your mind that's telling you that you're not worthy enough. How does somebody overcome that so that they can use that energy and thrive in business? You know, Brother Ben, nothing usurps getting uh, professional help. That aside, let me use myself as an example. Um, one trait that I have and have always had is I've always been extremely sensitive. I was that child. Where you, I could be sitting here and I look, you look up and I'll be crying. Or I'll go around people and I'll feel so deeply how they feel about me, if they can't stand me or if they're jealous. And that used to really cripple me, Mm. especially as a marginalized person growing up, going to schools where normally I was almost always the only black person or one of a few. And um, and so that affected me and it made me think and I would always build excuses. I would use deceptive intelligence to say to myself, Yeah, you know what? That's not for me. I'm way too sensitive for that. So what did I do? I started to say being sensitive has to be a gift. I started changing my story and what I was saying to myself 
around being sensitive. And what I did was instead of saying, I can't do this because I'm so sensitive, I said, you know what? I'm probably the most sensitive person in the room. And so I started being able to see details that other people couldn't see. I started to be able to put together business plans with levels of sensitivity. I started to be able to be an exquisite problem solver and strategist, really using my sensitivity. When I sit down and talk to people, because I can feel them, I can figure out how I can best help them. So I started changing my story to myself and the conversations I was having with myself around that, what I considered to be negative, to turn it into an asset. So many people ask me, Brother Ben X, man, how do I know that you're going live? How do I know when you're producing a podcast? And I saw you also just made $130,000 in two days. Well, there's a way that you guys can get informed from us via text message. All you have to do is text 50K to 210-504-4094, and we'll give you more information with free game, and we'll let you guys know how we made $130,000 in two days. Text the word 50K to 210-504-4094. We'll give you updates, notifications, and let you guys know how we made $130,000 in two days. Peace. That's one simple way, but it starts with the conversations that you're having with yourself about yourself or about the situation. That's real good. I like that changing the story because uh, the other day on my live, I was telling people that, you know, um, a lot of stuff that you're saying may be very true what you've been through and it, and it, and it 100 percent true. But I told them, brother, you already rich, you already wealthy. And I'm not even just talking about what Chase says is in your account. I'm talking about there's somebody in the hospital right now who would give you $500,000 for your legs, who would give you $500,000 for your mind because they're brain dead, who would give you $500,000 for eyesight, for hearing. See, y'all who's listening to this podcast right now, somebody don't have that, that ability to do so. Some of y'all mm-hmm. who's looking at this, y'all, somebody doesn't have the ability to do so. Somebody doesn't have the ability to comprehend. So once you change your story, about who you are and about what you do have versus what you don't have, you start to treat yourself um, a little bit different. And look at how she talked about she changed her, not necessarily weakens, but she changed something that was, you know, at one point a liability into an asset. So the same way in business we say turn things as a liability as an asset, that's what we want you to do emotional as well about your own self because everything starts with the mind being that we're talking about the mind of an entrepreneur. And this particular chapter is chapter seven in her book, Mind of an Entrepreneur. So go into that book when y'all uh, get it. It's in chapter seven. Somebody else had a question and they said, um, uh, what are, no, nah, we're going to go to that one later. Somebody says we can afford to buy an LLC. But trying to figure out what to sell, what tools do you suggest or would advise to help figure this out? This can be answered by either God's doing for self. So um, to your listener, Brother Ben, most business is solving a problem for a profit. So the idea is to either find something that you like to do and turning that into a product or service or finding like I did, a trait within yourself and using that as a tool for business or finding a problem and creating a solution 
and using that as a product or service for business. Or if you can't figure any of that out, you can buy a business, you can buy into a franchise, you can partner with people, but don't feel like you have to go it alone or you, you may not be an inventor. Sometimes it takes amount, a certain amount of time to develop a certain amount of uh, what I call professional intuition before you can learn to really invent things. So don't, don't put that pressure on yourself to be an inventor right away. Just back it down some and say, what's the problem? Let me solve it. Yep. And for me, I would say the same exact thing. I always say that the formula is problem plus entrepreneur equals problem solved. So when you think about Airbnb, Airbnb said, hey, uh, somebody is not is tired of going to hotels and somebody who has a home is a uh, is living in a home that's not an asset. So they solve two people problems, but they profiting in the process. Airbnb doesn't own the home. Airbnb just provided the service. And you may say, well, Brother Ben X, I don't want to be the CEO. I don't want to be the inventor. I don't want to be the one to build a business. But they have something called affiliate marketing. And with affiliate marketing, I may not know. All the people that have the problem, but you do. But I'm the one who said, I developed the product. I developed the service. I'll write the book. So with her particular book, Mind of an Entrepreneur, if you was to say, if she had a, an affiliate program and she was like, hey, I'm willing to give you guys 10%, 20%, you can say, Sister Wendy, I know 10 people need that book right now. Now, you don't necessarily have to write the book, but you go out to them and say, hey, I can help you solve this problem. Here's a sister who's done it. Here's her results. Here's her book. And every time you help them solve that problem, you didn't have to write the book, but you got the reward. So just think of it that way. Just think about a problem and then figure out all the solution that you have. If you want to build the business, do so. If you don't want to do that, then that's fine as well. So getting on to the next question, somebody said, um, what are the top strategies you used when developing the hospital you part on? Again, finding a problem and solving it. So we're here in the DMV, DC, Maryland, and Virginia area. And believe it or not, there's not as many hospitals here for this size population, even as there are maybe in Chicago or Houston, LA. Um, there's a shortage of hospitals. So let's back that down. What does that mean? That means that a shortage of hospital means a shortage of specialists, shortage of certain types of doctors. And so when everybody starts to be disenfranchised, who's the most disenfranchised? We are. It's gonna be that's right, it's gonna be your vulnerable people, usually your black people, Hispanic people, or seniors. Okay? And so we just said, all right, let's take it to the people. We were getting blocked by hospitals and doctors who didn't want to refer to us. And so we just went grassroots and we developed a program that we put together with the D.C. Office on Aging and the Prince George's County Office on Aging. And every week we went to a different wellness center, a recreation center, um, a nursing home, a, a retirement home, uh, places where seniors live. And we did free screenings. And what we said to them was, listen, Cardiovascular disease is the number one killer of black people in the world today. It's bigger than police brutality. It's bigger than murder. There's so many people right now suffering from diabetes, stroke, strokes, uh, having strokes, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, um, you name it, being overweight. This is why we're so heavily hit by COVID-19 because we have all these pre-existing 
conditions. We're losing over 100,000 people a year to cardiovascular disease. And to, to step to the side a little bit on that, Brother Ben, you know, our lessons, in our lessons, uh, Master Farad Muhammad began to teach us about our heart rate and exercise and the number of breaths that we take and how much air we take up. That was the precursor to this pandemic that has been hitting us now for 20 years or more, mm. which is cardiovascular disease, which is what our specialty is. So we said we're going to go where the people are, regardless of what their insurance is. We're going to do free screenings. We went in there and did free screenings and we just said, look, if you want to come to us, fine. Otherwise, go to your primary care physician, go to your doctor and tell them you have this condition and something needs to be done about it or you're going to perish. And guess what people did? They came to us. And so we started to see patients and we went from insurance company from from me calling and trying to sell us to insurance companies saying, hey, we'd like to offer your insurance and putting together a whole sales pitch to then now all the plans calling us saying, hey, would you accept our insurance? But that was from taking it to the people and serving our people, um, not taking a paycheck, not charging them anything, but going in. Uh, getting vendors to donate like bottles of water, um, in some cases, sandwiches, uh, snacks and fruits and things like that, that we could take to these retirement centers and wellness centers. And sometimes we would get to the screenings and the, the line would be all the way around the corner. And we would look at each other and say, oh, man, and we'd be there all day long. And that's how we served our people. We did that for almost four years. And from doing that, we were able to build a $20 million center and we only borrowed $5 million to finish it. Wow. And, and I want y'all to understand that's what all, a lot of these businesses are doing. When you go into Sam's, they're going to give you what? They're going to give you a free sample. When you go to the mall, they're going to give you a little free sample of this little smoothie here. Like <laughs> us, we're going to give you a free ebook. We may give you a free live class, a, fly, a free live Instagram class. So the scripture bears witness when it says, Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and all of his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. So you have to be with a servant mindset. That's why I always tell people, focus on passive impact, not passive income, because the more people you impact, the income will come. So if y'all right. just continue to serve people, man, and find out how can I be a service for free so they can get to know who I am so I can show and prove that my service is real. And then after that, like she said, you ain't got to call nobody. They're going to be coming to you. So you're attracting the money versus chasing uh, the actual money. So is there anything else you want to touch on when it comes to Chapter 7 with the emotional intelligence that you think is important? Yeah, emotional intelligence is critical. And you talked about um, the development of the hospital. Um, so when we started doing this, most people thought we were crazy. We had more employees when we were renting a location than we did when we started saying we're about to build this people. People, folks started bailing like, oh, they crazy. Mm. And so there's a certain level of emotional intelligence that comes with trying to deal with that. There's if it wasn't for emotional intelligence, we wouldn't I wouldn't be sitting in this building to this day because once I studied, I studied for a whole year before we even embarked upon the development of the hospital. Once we got going, you could say, technically, I had it down pat, right? I pretty much knew all my laws. I knew what to do. I knew the construction parameters. I knew everything. But what I wasn't planning on 
is the number of people coming against us that in some in some cases you kind of expect that maybe white people who are racist are going to come after you you expect that the system may challenge you but the biggest thing that required the most emotional intelligence is the number of people who looked like us who came against us and so that requires emotional intelligence to get get through and so my mindset was to go and try my best to create unity if I can't create unity then I'll move around you and if you attack us then you know what happens after that so that was the mindset of having to deal emotionally with people who come against you. See, you can't do anything big unless you can manage your emotions and understand how to use your emotions to get yourself to that next level. Just your own emotions in and of itself, where you might be sitting down saying, man, okay, what am I doing? Am I crazy? And you might start talking yourself down to something smaller. We have plenty of people say, you know what? Y'all might want to try to go with just like a little ambulatory surgery center, something about four or five thousand square feet. You know, we said, no, that's not what we want to do. And the emotional intelligence helps you to know when to pick your battles. There were some battles that we lost that I, I walked away from and there were others I fought for. That's heavy. How do you handle because as a lot of people say, man, nobody supports me. You know, my mother don't support me. Man, my people not supporting. So how you, you spoke about it's a little bit more harder when your own people is coming against you. What mindset, what can you tell people to prepare for that? Because it's, it's like almost every business expect because I'm black, you're supposed to support me. Everybody finna be buying things up. And you may get some people who talk down on your thing and they look like you. So how do you keep that um that desire and that motivation to move forward in the midst of all that type of opposition? Well, that's when being a new person comes into play. That's when your faith comes into play. Having faith in yourself and being certain no matter what. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan told me, don't worry about where your help is going to come from. Just work. And so you keep focusing on doing good and having faith, then you'll be surprised and who will come and help you? Who will come and go that extra mile? Who will assist you? You just have to have faith because at the end of the day, like-minded people are going to always come together. And the reason why we get stressed out about that, Brother Ben, it's the same way like in relationships. We're so used to one person being the giver and another person being the taker. That's a European construct. But if we think about like-minded people coming together for a cause... We can do anything. And, and that's true in our personal relationships and in our business relationships. Stay focused and you will attract like-minded people who can unite with you around a cause. Some people, it's just the cause of them making money. And that's fine. If we can agree on you getting a certain amount of money in exchange for certain services, that's fine too. But people will, will work with you, but you got to get out of that mindset. You can't even approach it with the mindset of nobody's going to help me, everybody's going to be against me, um, it's not going to work. Yeah, some people are going to hate on you. You're going to have that. But guess what? For those people that do, as long as you are an example of strength and perseverance, there are people who are attracted to that, and they will connect with you. 
and and who knows what they'll look like, what age they'll be, where they'll be from. You'll you'll get some help. Indeed. Uh, now we're going to go into chapter two and three. And for those who just now coming in, this is Sister Wendy Muhammad. She has a book called The Mind of an Entrepreneur, because we know that the mindset is very important. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said every action that we have is first led by a conscious thought. So we must have our mindset right before we get our behind right. So now we're going to go into chapters two and three of her book, and this is called Certainty. So what do you mean by that when it comes into business? So you have to be certain. Just like you sitting here, Brother Ben, you're not thinking about whether or not your heart is going to keep beating. You're not thinking about whether or not your blood is flowing all the way down to your ankles. You're just certain that that's going to happen. That's how certain you have to be in your own ability. And I'm not saying that that's easy, but that's how certain you have to be. You are. You have to be certain. I heard you talking earlier. I think it was a link you posted. And it was interesting because it's the same mindset I have where people would say, Wendy, what do you think about currency exchange? Or what do you think about the gas prices? I said, I don't know. And I don't really care because I'm working on my faith level so that I don't care if the gas is a hundred dollars a gallon. I don't care. I don't really use gas because I drive. I can drive Teslas. But if I don't care if the gas is two hundred dollars a gallon, I know that my God is going to give me what is needed. I don't care if, if they say you got to take a hundred barrels of apples to Brother Ben's office in order to take the digital real estate class. Then I'm going to be able to ship him a hundred barrels of apple. That I'm not digging into the problem. I'm not worried about that. I recognize that I am a child of the most high God. I'm certain of that. I know that. I know that as a ghetto Holocaust survivor, there's certain goodness that's going to come from a power outside of myself to me. That, that's just natural law. And if you don't believe any of that, if you're a Muslim... Well, you've been told about all that, all you're going to get, the money, good homes, friendships, and all walks of life. Only thing standing between you and that is your belief system. Mm. And you may not consciously have a disbelief, but your actions and the way you behave may not be somebody worthy of that money, good homes, friendships, and all walks of life. So my mindset is, let me prepare myself and make sure that my behavior, my attitude, my mindset lines up with already with what has already been promised to me. And so that's what I mean by certainty. And sometimes you got to pay for certainty. Mm. Let me give you an example. I took a class with um, the, the millionaire hypnotist Marshall Silver. And when I sat in that class, all I kept thinking to myself was, I can do this. I can do that too. I can, yeah, okay, I can figure that out. I just kept having these light bulb moments, one after one, after one, after one. So it's like I paid for certainty. Because prior to taking that class, I was in, I went there thinking that I couldn't do it. I was uncertain about my abilities. But after sitting in that class and talking to people in the class, I realized not only can I do this, I can be an asset to everybody else in the class, including the teacher. Mm. So, so it's all about being certain. And when you're certain, you, if you get it on a metaphysical level, you vibrate at a different level. 
see, confidence and certainty is attractive. People gravitate towards that. It's magnetic and not fake certainty. I'm talking about certainty in a God that is firm. Mm. Hey, listen, family, if you want to learn how to build your own banking system. Yes, I said it. Build your own banking system. We have a wonderful course over 30 lessons, 25 hours of content that also comes with a 268 page textbook. Yes, textbook that's going to teach you how to build your own private banking system with your family. And let me tell you something. You don't have to be rich in order to do it. Inside of this, go to privatebankingblueprint.com, privatebankingblueprint.com, and we're going to show you exactly how you can build your own private banking system for your family. Guess what? Say buy the credit. Say buy the debt. I'm going to show you how to do it with our private banking blueprint. See you there, privatebankingblueprint.com. That starts to draw everything to you that you need because if you say you believe, then what else is left for you to demonstrate the, the fruits of your belief? Indeed. That's good. That's heavy right there because it, it reminds me of a question that a brother asked me on Instagram. And he said, Brother Ben, how do I increase in confidence? So I'm going to transform that into how do they increase in certainty? What's some of the things that they can do? And I first give what I said. I thought about basketball. You know, I grew up playing basketball. So for me, the way I became confident in shooting so many shots in the game is that in practice, I was shooting shots. So before the lights or the spotlight was on me, I was at the, at the gym by myself, and I missed some shots. But the more I shot, I became more certain. The more I shot, I became more confident, and I was able to adjust. Okay, that's too far to the left. Okay, that's too short. Okay, I need to get the ball up. So I think for a lot of us, we haven't shot anything to even have any certainty in ourselves. The reason Stephen Curry can shoot a shot and turn around before he even sees the ball goes in because he's certain of how much practice and work that he put in on the back end before he even took that major shot. So for me, my answer to that was practice. Actually put it into practice and do some trial and error. Show yourself that you can achieve a small goal. And if you can achieve this small goal, you can achieve a big goal. From there, all you got to do is just learn how to scale. So what would be your response to somebody saying, how do I increase uncertainty? So I would say that's the first step, right? So I studied for a year before I even went and put in my application to ask the county if we could build the hospital. So when I'm sitting down, I know my laws. I know technically what I know how wide the walls need to be. I know what I can do. That's my certainty from a technical standpoint because I practice. I practice my presentation before I went to the city council. I practice. But the other piece of that is where you got to go into faith because now I'm in a territory that I couldn't have practiced for. So I didn't know what scenarios would be thrown at me. I didn't know who would come at me. So, yeah, I practiced. I've done my three-pointers. I've shot the ball. I've read the manual. I know my plays. Now I got to go play the game. And in, in playing the game, my practice, certain things come at me innately. But now my heart and my mind have to work together, and that's where my faith and my certainty come in. That's good. That's real good because she made a great point. Just because I'm out practicing, I'm by myself. 
But when somebody else is in front of me with a new with a different defense, hey, I I didn't expect this. So your play, yeah. <laughs> so you got to be you got to have a little faith. And I think the minister spoke about that. He says, and I think it was the belief in Allah lecture. He was talking about the importance of faith. And he said, logic can only take you so far. See, mm-hmm. but when you have faith, God can give you foresight. See, there are some yeah. things that people looking at you saying, how did he know that? I, I really didn't know that. I just had faith in him who, who told me to be submissive. And in That's my right. submissive and me having faith, it appeared like I knew what was coming, but I really didn't. I just had good faith. So that's mm-hmm. very important. Is there anything else you want to add before we go? And make sure, family, if you want to get on her text list to get more information, uh, go to uh, text do for self. It's on the screen. Do the number four self to 855-574-9099. Is there anything else in the chapter certainty that you want to add? Um, brother um, Ben, also when you talked about that practice in business, I call the faith instead of saying faith uh, to those who are afraid of God and faith and don't like that tied in with business. What happens is you develop what I call um, professional intuition. And when you develop that level of professional intuition, that means that you can think outside the box. You can analyze scenarios that the next person may not have been able to analyze. That's good. Somebody says the blind faith angle is where I have an issue. Well, I would say don't use blind faith. I wouldn't say use blind faith. I wouldn't say just go out blindly, just having faith in everything. Yeah, I'm not telling you to put a, 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 a rag over your head and walk outside and say, I got faith. God ain't going to let a car hit me. No, nah, we're not talking about that type of faith. God has also given us a mind. God has also given us wisdom as well. You know what I'm saying? So we're not just talking about blind faith as if you just doing anything. You just jumping in any kind of relationship. I got blind faith. You just going to eat anything. Somebody give you and say, I got blind faith. How I take it is I'm going to use all that God has blessed me with. I'm going to take in all the wisdom that he has and whatever's out of my hands. Now I have the faith, but I'm not going to be eating uh, just ordering some that somebody gave me and say, I got faith. There ain't no pork in here. No, I'm going to use the intelligence that he gave me as well. So that's what I would say. And also we want to talk about your show. So tell us about the show that's about to get going and cracking. And it's going to be very important to me as well, because it's going to be, uh, it's going to include the Honorable Elijah Muhammad's house and black businesses. So let's hear about the show. So, um, so many years ago, I developed the podcast, like you guys already know, Mind of an Entrepreneur show. And my dream was to create a business show where me and a team of ex- experts would go out to a business, talk to them about what strategies they could do, all the different things that they can do to enhance their business, attract customers, maybe improve their processes or hire better people or, or tweak their product. And then my thought was we would bring them back to a location, have a conversation with them about, you know, what they could do better, give them their strategies. And for me, the big part of, of, I, of me doing business is policies and procedures. The policies and procedures that I create always incorporate the teachings of the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad and the study guides uh, provided to us by the, Most, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Um, and so I, I weave that in. People may not know what it is, but they don't know it's proper handling of people or building their will. 
that's going into those policies and procedures. And so the idea is to, to use Sajda House as a beacon of inspiration because the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad built an 80 plus million dollar empire from that house. And that house is a huge source of inspiration to black entrepreneurship and entrepreneurship in general, if we but understand. And were it anybody else, um, you'd know all about all the businesses he had, how he built them from the ground up and all the strategies that he used. So I've been diligently studying that, getting up at 3, 3.30 in the morning, studying those principles, studying what he did, how he did, and also studying how the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan rebuilt the Nation of Islam from nothing mm. and understanding what that took. And so it's some of those principles that we want to take and pare down and give to black businesses and to entrepreneurs to show us how we create this new level of entrepreneurship. Because we don't want to be predatory capitalists. We don't want to be the same entrepreneurs that put us in this position that we're in. Because if we're those people, then we have to rely on the same things that they have to rely on in order to make money. Free, free labor, right? Uh, abuse, uh, cheap products. We don't want to do that. We want to be conscious entrepreneurs where we introduce much needed goods and services of value into our community and to our people. And so Sajda House is going to give people the example. So when they come there, through there and tour Sajda House, they will see, man, I understand how he built this. I understand how he built relationships. I understand what the mindset needed to be and what were some of the necessary um, businesses to nation building. And right now during this pandemic, that's even more important than ever because we need to be, I, I couldn't, I would love to be in a beautiful community of our own with our own police. I worry about, I mean, I worry about my brother. He said, I'm going out jogging. I worry about that. Mm. But if we were in our own community, we wouldn't have to worry about that. So these are some of the things that we're going to do on the show is go out to businesses and say, hey, this is how you flip this business and provide value to your people, your community, and make a profit. So it's profiting with a purpose. So we have um, her Instagram. Follow her on Instagram at M-O-E Today. Instagram, M-O-E Today. Um, with, the, with, the, with the episodes, where can we expect it to be released at, um, if you have that already? And how often will we be able to check out these episodes? So I'm not sure. I don't. I I do know where it's going to be released, but I can't say yet. Um, and we're hoping to do a weekly show because it's going to take some time. So let's say, brother Ben, we go out. Let's say you own a restaurant, and we go. We come to your restaurant in Dallas. Well, I'm going to bring my restaurant experts with me, so that we truly analyze your business. You're going to walk away with a strategic plan that has been proven and uh, underwritten by industry experts. So it won't be something we'll be able to flip out like every day. It'll probably be a weekly show with a whole team of people behind it, making sure that the value that we give is true value and that we're really responding to the needs of the people in your community. But most importantly, with uh, supporting your vision 
as a business person. So I'm thinking it'll be a weekly show and we'll, we'll come out soon about um, where, um, where it'll be aired and how you'll be able to see it. All right. Sounds good. So uh, this is Sister Wendy Muhammad. She has a book called Mind of an Entrepreneur. If you want to get on her text list, text DO, the number 4SELF, to 855-574-9099. For those who want to get the book now, is there a website that they can go? They can just go to Amazon, type in my name, Wendy Muhammad, W-E-N-D-Y-M-U-H-A-M-M-A-D, and you'll see it right there on Amazon. If you don't want stuff delivered to your house, you can get the Kindle version. If you speak French, we now have a translation in French. So all the worldwide and global people that listen to Brother Ben X podcast in French speaking Africa, you can now learn to have the mind of an entrepreneur as well. All right. Well, I thank you for joining the show today and we look forward to having you next time. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. All right. All right. All right, family. So that was Sister Wendy. Muhammad, man, she gave us some great tips about emotional intelligence, which I think is so needed during this time because business is a lot more. This uh, business is a lot more than just having the mental strategies. I'm sorry, uh, the business strategies. Business is a lot more than just knowing how to make money online. Man, let me tell y'all something. If you Google a thousand ways to make money, you're going to find it. But it's a lot. That goes behind the scenes inside of a person. There's a lot that goes behind the scenes in building a team that actually makes a business a six figure company that actually makes a business a seven figure company. When things get rocky, do you have the emotional intelligence to rise above emotions into the thinking of God? You see what I'm saying? Into the thinking of God. So we have to also uh, think about our mindset. We have to also think about uh, 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 the thought process and the unity of your team and able to build a real business. So I thank everybody for listening. Again, if you guys want to get on her text list, text do the number four self to eight five 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 seven four nine zero nine nine. Assalamu alaikum, family. You have a blacktastic day. Look for the lesson. That's where we'll find the blessing. Look for the lesson, and that's where you'll find the blessing. See, some of y'all done went through something in your past, and you call it an L. Man, I done took an L. Yeah, you took an L. But do you, are, are you interpreting that L as a loss, or are you interpreting that L as a lesson? Your attitude determines your altitude. What attitude do I have? Am I looking at this from God's eyes, or am I looking from it from my little selfish, little small lies? When something is going on in the world, how do I look at it? Do I look at it as, oh, the world is over with? Or do I look at it and say, what is, what's going on here? What is the purpose of this? Why was this permitted? Because, see, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan talked about with the will of God, when he will, when he wants to will a thing into existence, he considers the thoughts and plans of the enemy and uses their plan and uses their will to bring his will more into fruition. So he even considers their thoughts. He considers what they're going to do. So it may appear that they had, they, it appear they won here or they did something here, but that was all a part of the plan the whole time to bring about a greater good. So if we can expand our mindset 
and see the good out of things, the law of polarity. If we can look and see the good out of what's going on, now we can look at ourselves and say, oh, if we just do this right here, we can use this as our advantage. Look for the lesson. That's where we'll find the blessing.